and see if you can identify what they're connecting with you on. Do you know who the owner is? Like, is there a face of the brand that's the owner? Is there a spokesperson? Is it a character? Are they using their happy customers? Like, what is the thing that is connecting with you? And then that will help you start to figure out what version of this do I want for myself and my business? Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlosita. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends. It's podcast recommendation time. One of our absolute favorite podcasts is Online Marketing Made Easy, hosted by the incredible Amy Porterfield. And I'm so glad to say that we're friends with her. And this is true that we never miss an episode. She has been someone that we've looked up to for so long. And she's been one of our biggest inspirations on our business journey. So we know you are going to love her podcast as much as we do. Most definitely. Our favorite part about Amy is that she's not only just so inspiring and so relatable, but she also breaks down big ideas and strategies into actionable, doable step-by-step processes to get you results without all that needed stress, which you know that we love. Yes. And then plus, in one of her most recent episodes, Amy dives into why she shows up online as 100% herself, where she shares her authenticity in the digital world and what you can do to stay true to yourself. Now, she was also on our podcast last month, so make sure to listen to her because she's just released her new book. So Mina and I believe that staying true to yourself is one of your greatest superpowers, and this episode really reinforces that belief. It's so good. Listen to the online marketing made easy wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, if you haven't done so already, would you mind doing us a huge favor and following the show wherever you listen? Also, leaving a positive review also always helps the podcast get in front of more people, more ears listening, more women making millions of dollars by learning how to grow their businesses and their brands. So that's our ask for you as we jump into the show. And I have one more extension on that ask. Ooh, okay. Which, you know, um, if you know of anybody that could benefit from listening to the podcast, share it with them, right? There's tons of people that do in-person markets that follow other people on social media. Just drop it in their DM and use that as a connection. We learned from one of our masterminders that she learned about us from the, was it the New York? Um, it was like a, it was Chamber like a of business Commerce? chamber of commerce in upstate New York. Yeah, a chamber of commerce, they were referring people to us. So it helps so much. And she's now in our mastermind and we're thrilled that they're referring us to shout. So shout out to the Anirondack area chamber of commerce. Yes. If you're listening, thank you, my friend. Um, And it really just helps other business owners grow and learn. Okay. So Mina, if I had told you five and a half years ago, hey, Mina, do you want to be the face of a brand? (laughs) What would you have um, said? I would have said, 
no thanks. You would have laughed like that. <laughs> yeah. I would have said no thanks. And I think I like the way that you've approached this because I think that we get this question in our minds and it feels like such a big thing. But I think that's step one is like intentionally setting whether or not you plan to be the face of your brand, right? I actually am not the face of my brand for low labels, for example, you know, but I am obviously one half of the face of the brand for the product boss. So I think that that we want to kind of talk about this particular question because we get this all the time because we usually get this version of it. Do I have to be the face of my brand because I don't want to? <laughs> That's I mean, at least question. everyone's honest. I don't want to. <laughs> yes. And we're like, um, okay, I hear that. But, um, and you don't have to be, okay? So first and foremost, you don't have to be. Now, I do think that if you are the face of your brand, it does help your brand immensely to grow faster, because the truth of the matter is, is that actually there's a few reasons. One is because people buy from people. We talk about this all the time. There's a stronger connection when it comes to people knowing that there's a face to, to a brand, right? Another reason too is because there's nobody out there that can tell your story the way that you can, that can talk about your products the way that you can, you know? But we're going to go into some ways that you can express those same stories, maybe not so much of being like the literal face of your brand. Yeah. And I, and I think this can go two ways and I'll, and I'll kind of say yes and, mm-hmm. right? Because you are selling a product and you're not necessarily selling yourself. Yeah. But sometimes people want to know if you all sell in person and people know you, and we talked about this during our bestseller secrets challenge, we were like, what are you known for? Like, how do people refer to you? And all of a sudden people were like, oh yeah, I'm the sunflower lady. I'm the, um, I'm the bangles lady. I'm the label lady. Remember the, um, what was it? The cake pop lady. I'm the cake pop lady. <laughs> we remember that more than we remember their needs yes, at this because point. I was like, that would be cool to be known as the cake pop lady. <laughs> Instead, it's like the labels lady. <laughs> Start making cake pops and then we'll change your name. But I don't want to make them. I just want to eat them. (laughs) AKA. No. So, um, so that's the thing, right? And it's, and it's because in person, people might already be referring to you as somebody and they may already have an attachment to you. Now, a lot of times, a lot of you out there think the second easiest way to get in front of people is to show up on social media and start Mm -hmm. to sell, but your products aren't speaking for you. You don't have customers speaking from, for you and you're not speaking for you. So who's speaking for you? Yeah. Right. Who's, who's putting out the message of the brand. So while your face does matter, your face doesn't have to be it. You could have a professional photo and your story. Right. And I I love that you're bringing this up because I want to make a really clear differentiation. Your face doesn't have to be the the face. Your face doesn't have to be the face. Your face doesn't have to be the face of the brand because you're not building a personal brand. You're building a brand persona. Right. Okay. So Donald Miller um, on Story Brand is the book. And we had um, Dr. JJ on the show. I'm not sure if it's before or after this one. So we'll just say the name and you guys can find it. But they talk about how there is a hero, a hero's journey, right? But the customer is the hero. Yeah. Am I getting it wrong? <laughs> no, you're right. I just, I felt this compulsion to be like, a hero comes along. <laughs> And I had to stop myself. And then when I stopped myself, I felt so giggly. <laughs> Chance to carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so that hero comes along. That hero is not you, my friend. It's the customer. Yes. 
Because the thing is, is that what you're trying to do is you're trying to serve your customers. So the thing that has really shifted and people don't realize is your about page should really never really be about you, right? The about or the story about your business will start with being about like why you started to Mm -hmm. improve your person's life, right? To improve your customer's life. While it may have also improved yours, there is, an, there is an aspect as to why you're bringing these goods to the world and how they're going to meet your customer. So that story is important. A, a really good example is this woman named April. And should I tell the story? Um, Sure. Okay. Or not. I, I'm not sure how it's going to work back. Usually okay. I can, okay, but, but usually go you ahead. Track. You can, okay, okay. Yeah, usually in track. So no, it could be going any direction here. <laughs> it could be off much, the rails how for much all you I trust know. me as her co-host. <laughs> um, so April is a multi-stream machine student and is also within multi-stream machine VIP, which is if you're a student in multi-stream machine, you get the opportunity to join us in live coaching monthly. It is an upgrade, okay? So in our upgraded experience with April, she had a, a hot, like a hot seat quite, question with us. And her company is called Not Amy's Farm. And everybody immediately was like, who is Amy? And why does it say (laughs) Not Amy? And so her story was really cool. Her her story was interesting in the way, not cool, but interesting in the way that- It was memorable. It was memorable. She used to be a 911 dispatcher and nobody remembered that her name was April and they all called her Amy. For some reason, no one could hook on April in their brains, but Amy was what they for called like her. For like 18 months, she said. For a year and a half that she worked there, they kept calling her Amy. Now, being someone whose name is spelled M-I-N-N-A and getting my, I always have to correct people. I think I didn't love the story as much as it was more thought triggering. it was very funny. I thought it was not so funny. But anyways, so she, um, after 18 months, of them calling her the wrong name, and I guess her never correcting them, she's finally stood up and said, my name is not Amy, it's April. And then from there, they all just, they didn't call her Amy after that. They called her not Amy. (laughs) I mean, they didn't call her April after that. They called her not Amy. Amy. Which I felt was like a little bully move, but I took it the wrong way. So gas and disrespectful to all you people who didn't learn her name. (laughs) But she had a sense of humor about it and she took it to her business because she said that even when she orders coffee, they'll hear hear April, but they'll somehow still write Amy on her cup. I don't know. It's just this weird thing that somehow um, her name... She was meant to meet this path in life of saying, I'm not Amy. My name's April. Okay. Right. So that is an interesting story. Like, even to the point that Memorable. Starbucks, yeah. she says April and Starbucks writes Amy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, not sure how that's happening. That's why, like, when I go to Starbucks, I say Jackie because it's easier for them. I don't care how they're going to spell it. I've said Jacqueline and the way that my accent is or how my the Valley Girl in me, people will be like, chocolate? <laughs> uh, well, okay, this is funny. My husband's na- nickname is Bacon. Okay, I call him Bacon. His real name is Nalene, but his nickname is Bacon. His middle name is Maven. So he doesn't like when people hear Bacon. They think that he's trying to say that in jest. So in Starbucks, instead of saying Bacon, he will say Maven. But then nobody could get the name right. 
So they would always write David, Maven David. I don't know. So now <laughs> when he goes through Starbucks for me. Does he say he, David? He does say David. So now every time I get a cup from him, it says David. So, I mean, we, we learned to not adjust. David. He, should, he should be put. Yeah, he should put not David. <laughs> See, somewhat chuckleable. Yeah. yeah. So, But memorable, right? Memorable. memorable. So the story could be, and this is where we were kind of guiding her. The story could be, you know, for so long, um, this is for all of the not Amy's out there, right? We see you. This mm-hmm. product is for you. These these bombs are yeah. for you. L- let's tell let's tell them what the farm is. So the, her product is, um, she lives on a farm. So go buy sells, from her. Yeah. She has like sunflowers and goats and whatever farms have, you know. Um. <laughs> you live in Iowa. <laughs> You know more than me. Farm. So she makes salves from the things on the land, right? Salves um, that help like animals and humans. She well, also she got s- known for this one salve that she made that this vet continues to order from her that protects or like helps the pet, like animals' paws uh-huh. um, and feet and whatever they call them. And mm-hmm. <laughs> they found it to be useful for humans too. So this is yeah. her bestseller. And then she uses like the sunflowers for different things. And then there's, um, the goats have like goat's milk and she makes them to soap. So that's what she sells. So now there's that story, April's story, right? And so I think that there's something there where it's like, hey, Amy is my persona that I had when I was a 911 dispatcher, but I'm not Amy. So now I live on a farm and I make these beautiful things because look at the contrast of that. She's on a farm now. That is, there could be nothing further than a high intensity 911 dispatcher. Yeah. You know? Stressful, horrific. Yeah. Like all the things that you would, none of us ever want to have to talk to a 911 dispatcher, right? Yeah. And then now she's living this alternative life that it sounds just dreamy so at least peaceful. Yeah. So if peaceful. we were on a, everyone that lives on a farm right now is like, girls, you have no idea. Uh, no, farming <laughs> is hard work. It's hard work. It's a different yeah. type of hard work, you know, but she gets to do it at her, her own pace on the farm, you know, by the light of the, the sun and the next to the sunflowers. I don't know, but you get the idea of that she can evolve that story into what she needs it to be because now it's her story in this version of it. It's her brand story, her brand persona that she's creating. But then bringing forward the farm part and the products Uh made and the discovery of these and how this is going to bring a little bit of whatever she wants to bring to her customers' lives. So she can always joke if she wants to bring humor into her her brand and her marketing about not Amy's and tell me you're not Amy's story. You know, she could always joke and be like, tell me the name that people always put on your Starbucks cup. But the story is there does April need to be the face of the brand? Well, not Amy. There's a there's a name being used in the name, but she can person, personify. Now, so if you hear this, you guys are, I'll bet you a lot of you are intrigued. The story intrigued you and you want to know, well, how can this help me? Let me know a little bit more. Now, another way that you can do this when we ask if you should be the face of your brand, okay, you have a story and the story is how is this going to help your customer? That's Number one about incorporating you before your customer. Yeah. I think number two, and it is- could be like the founder story, for example, right? Even if you are, it, you know, like April is the founder, but perhaps it's her team that tells that the story, uh, the products, right? So she doesn't necessarily. Let's go in the angle of if she wasn't the face of the brand, what she could do, right? Right. So f- first and foremost, she could have her team or her. Oh, right, her team show behind the scenes. There could on be like the Gussie farm. the goat who's like bringing you yeah. a new 
cream, right? Yeah, a mascot. I love that. So yeah. it, let's pretend that, um, you know, she ends up doing that, right? It's the mascot that they are, people are attaching to the story of the mascot. I don't know if you've all have watched that TikTok of the ostrich where he... You watched uh, a lot of TikTok. No, I just watched you the viral ones. running our account. Um, I don't actually actually go on TikTok. It's the ones that bring over to Reels and they have the TikTok symbol. So I actually don't go on TikTok, but the ones that I do see are the ones that become really popular. So I get them a month later on Instagram like everybody else. Um, but there's this one ostrich that he, you know, Emmanuel, his name's Emmanuel, right? And so the woman's always trying to do videos and Emmanuel's always knocking down the camera. And so I love this idea of the goat being the mascot, right? The, that could be the face of the brand. Or well, like I said, mm-hmm. Jack in the Box, right? My Actually, yeah. one of my clients, their their dad had created this whole, the Jack in the Box campaign and actually was Jack in the Box. But oh. um, really interestingly, the, the advertising, the person who created it ended up being it. But Jack in the Box, because who is Jack in the Box? And eventually yeah. they created a mascot. Or if you think about Flo, who also, connection, her kid went to preschool with Oliver, but Flo from Progressive Insurance, also mascot, uh-huh. right? You'll see celebrities step in. You'll see mascots. You'll see characters sell. You'll see something that you can incorporate, like all of you with your Speedy Mina Rolo printers, because we gave away a lot of like Rolo <laughs> and Dymos, right? Yeah, so we it did. It be like, Speedy Mina is off to send you your package. You, you, could, you could personify things as well. If that yeah. seems like it's aligned with your with your business. We all know that in today's digital world, customers are looking for those businesses that will provide them with a seamless buying experience. Exactly. Clunky checkout processes are out and one-click purchasing is definitely in. With buyers' expectations being higher than ever today, you must find a way to make sure their experience with your business is seamless and stands out. One of the best ways to do this is by making sure your business processes are seamless as that they will flow over into your customer's experience, which is exactly what HubSpot offers. HubSpot is a powerful CRM platform that has everything you need to ensure your business increases its revenue, saves you valuable time and resources, all while building genuine customer connections. Plus, you receive valuable insights into your customer's journey. Connecting with new audiences and building deeper relationships has never been easier. And with an easy-to-use interface, it's customizable without being complicated, even as you scale. Get started for free at HubSpot.com. Hey, Product Boss, I'm just going to jump in real quick because we have a really exciting announcement. We would love to invite you to our Sell More, Do Less Bootcamp. Now, this is the Product Boss's guide to becoming a money-making machine. So if you are ready to transform your business, we invite you to join us at theproductboss.com slash sell more. That's theproductboss.com slash sell more. Now, this is going to be a game-changing series of live workshops, and a challenge. And we want to help you transform your business into a profitable money-making machine fast because we know you have massive goals and you'll get that step-by-step training and accountability to help you reach them. We're going to spend 21 days in a private Facebook community where we'll deliver our eight-step bestseller growth formula over eight live trainings and Q&As. So if you only have eight hours to give in the next three weeks, you'll have everything you need to sell more products while doing less. 
So come join us at theproductboss.com slash sell more, and we'll see you inside. I also think that let's not get too overwhelmed by the fact that it has to be straight up, straight to your face, right? You can work your way up to, I, I know it feels scary to like be seen. So, you know, you could work your way up to it by showing your hands and then behind the scenes or your voice, right? Or, you know, and I'm not saying behind the scenes, like you have to show everything. You just show one component of it. Even if it's behind the scenes, this is how I ship things. There's people that I don't even know what their faces look like, right? But I know what their voices sound like, or I know that what their hands might be doing, right? So it's though you don't get caught up in the fact that you have to be the actual face, but you can start your way to it I mean, even Maureen, we talk about her all the time. She started with, you know, the side of her face, which was her earring and her, you know, neck, essentially. And then now she's showing more of her face with what she feels more and more comfortable with. So it wasn't like overnight show her face. There definitely was a process to it. Yeah. Okay. So a couple other ways just to kind of, so do you show your face or do you not show your face? You do not have to. But there is a connection with your customer that we want them to know that this is a small business and they're buying into more than the product. So they're buying into they're buying into everything that comes with it, right? Why April soaps or bombs and not someone else's bombs? Because they liked her story, probably, yeah. right? And then it could the be product. her story or or the product. Or it could be everything around. It, when we say story, it could be her messaging. It could be her packaging. It could be the, her brand persona. Because the thing is, is that if you don't plan to be the face behind your brand, like let's say April just decides not to be and she can do a go or whatever it is, there needs to be some sort of humanization to to what people can connect to. So right. where is that humanization coming from? Is it that she's showing her happy client or happy customers? Well, you that's, know, that's another way too. Yeah. Yeah. So the other way that you do this is you start to use user-generated content. So whether they're testimonials, Mm -hmm. reviews, happy clients, other people's hands or faces, models that represent the customer. Because you, no matter what the customer wants to be seen, the customer wants to be like, oh, you see me or this is for me, right? So models can represent. We had um, somebody that we worked with that had a photo studio and she said that when she would when she would shoot a family picture of parents with two boys and she would put that out on her website or on social media parents with two boys would come in now yeah. if she shot parents with a boy and a girl they would come in when people start to see themselves they will say oh this is for me yeah so i think user generated content other people using your products reviews and testimonials yeah and I want to I want to go since we're tracking this storyline of April and not Amy April right um, not Amy's farm is her it is her brand name okay not Amy's farm is her brand name um, if she showed photos of her customers that own dogs because there's dog or there's farm dogs right if they own a farm as well and they needed this salve or whatever then she could show those dogs and she could actually show her happy customers, right? So people are able to be like, oh, that's perfect. I have a dog, Mm -hmm. like what Jacqueline is saying. And there's a humanization to that, that they can connect the dots in their brain, but they can also feel like they belong. And that's what it is, you know? So I think our homework assignment to each of you out there 
is for you to go look at three of the brands that you follow, big brands, small brands, whatever the brands, and think, why do I connect with this product? Think about like who it is, what they're showing you, what they're sharing. Do you need to look up their ads on on, um, YouTube, for example? Do you want to look at what their website looks like? Do you want to look at their social media presence? Like how are they connecting with you that connects deeply? And you're going to see different perceptions of it. Just like Jack in the Box is one thing. McDonald's no longer uses Ronald McDonald, right? Mm -hmm. McDonald's shows happy customers eating the food and happy people serving the food. And that's the personification. But when you and I are growing up, it was Ronald McDonald, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So go and look at some brands and let's just pick three and see if you can identify what they're connecting with you on. Do you know who the owner is? Like, is there a face of the brand that's the owner? Is there a spokesperson? Is it a character? Are they using their happy customers? Like, what is the thing that is connecting with you? And then that will help you start to figure out what version of this do I want for myself and my business? Yeah, I love that. Is it Flo, the progressive person? Or, you know, that guy that is the um, insurance guy? Is his name Scott or whatever? The one that wears the red shirt and the khakis? I think he, didn't he take over for, like, was he in the commercials with Flo as well? Uh, they might have done a else? crossover. That's him. Um, but okay. his name is, gosh, you know, you understand um, in that they hooked it onto him just like, you know, whatever. State Farm. He's from State Farm. That's what okay. it was. Okay. So from State Farm, now State Farm, you know, wanted to personify their brand, make it more human. So they created a human form of whatever that was, just like floated for progressive, right? Just like Ronald McDonald did for McDonald's. Now, do you need that sort of personification? Um, And when you're building a character or whatever that builds the essence, not necessarily um, because you could do that in, like Jacqueline said, user-generated content where people are showing it or how you're voicing certain things. But I think that it is a good exercise for you to understand that there has to be some sort of persona that comes through in order for people to have a connection, they need to be able to connect to your brand. So what is it that they're connecting to? Yep. And who and and see what you like and try it on for size. And whatever you decide today doesn't necessarily mean it's what's going to be forever. And as we wrap up this episode, going back to my question that I asked Mina, did you ever think that you were going to be the face of a brand? Because this brand, this company, the product boss, was like 4 million downloads. People know us worldwide they know our voices mm-hmm. mina was recognized by her yeah, voice, my voice. On an airplane while wearing a mask during covid right so so you know did she ever think no did i tell her back then you're going to be the face no but did she grow into it and learn how not to get red in the face when when people were looking at her yes did i learn not to get sweaty <laughs> sweaty when people were listening to me yes and yeah. it's all learned. But also, do I still get to choose how much I share and how much I don't share? Absolutely, yes. Right? So for all of you, you still get to choose and evolve all of that. And it's up to you. So don't feel like I'm not going to um, do this because I don't ever want to be the face of my brand or I, you know, I'm scared of this or whatever it is. Let's just see how it goes. Okay. Yep. Just try and, it on. Uh, yeah. Try it on and work your way up there and play around with these ideas in your head and understand that, you know, your customers need something to connect to. Um, so let's just start with baby steps on how they can do that with your, your brand. You're not creating a personal brand, You're creating a business brand, a, you know, a product brand. So um, that can be done in, in various different ways. Yep. 
So we will see you, my friends, on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.